This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with world-renowned motivational speaker Les Brown, who continues his one-month radio residency exclusively here on KBLA Talk 1580. If you go to our website, uh, you can uh, click on the Ask Less icon and send your questions for Les Brown by going to KBLA1580.com. Again, just click on the icon and uh, send us your questions for Les Brown or uh, use the open mic feature on the app to audio record your questions for Les Brown. We'll get them to him uh, today, tomorrow, in the days to come. He continues this uh, radio residency every single weekday during the month of February. So uh, we will continue uh, with this uh, wonderful master class. Les has been teaching all the way through Tuesday, February the 28th. And we are delighted to have Les Brown back on KBLA Talk 1580 today for a lesson that is entitled Curiosity and Expanded Vision. That's today's theme, Curiosity and Expanded Vision. I yield now to the gentleman from Liberty City in Miami, Florida, Les Brown. Thank you so very much. I was listening to the conversation with Ebony Kay Williams, and, and, and she asked the question, can we get out of a, a, a scarcity mindset? Mm. And I say to you that KBLA is about that. What it does is it begins to re-educate us. When you think about Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who wrote the book, The Miseducation of the Negro, we've been miseducated. Mm. And the so-called educational system that we have, it, we've been indoctrinated to have a limited mindset and vision of who we are and what we can accomplish. So when you come up in a culture that deny you, that demean you, that don't recognize your humanity, and everything is stacked against you, it's no surprise that this mindset that we have, however, in changing it, it's a process. Mm. And KBLA, just think about this. Here we are in 2023, and there's nothing like what you're doing anywhere on the planet. Mm. Nowhere on the planet, period. I dare you to find it, okay? Yes, and so what you're doing is restructuring our belief of ourselves, expanding our vision of what's possible, and creating a level of curiosity so that we can begin to explore some other areas. And the lady that I want to talk about today, a person whose parents taught her to be curious and gave her an expanded vision of herself, Dr. Marion Roger Croak, last name spelled C-R-O-A-K. Now, who is she? Well, here's you, who she is. She created the Voice Over Internet Protocol. Mm. Now, some people call it VoIP. All right? Mm-hmm. So, so the, this, this technology changed everything. Anybody that, that uses Zoom, it's because of her technology and the platform that she created. She has over 200 patents. That's why we, we're celebrating our greatness this month. Because when you look at it, her parents cultivated in her a sense of curiosity and also taught her to speak up and to ask questions and to challenge things. And so when we begin to develop a level of curiosity and explore other things, we've been groomed and, and, and I, I would say programmed to, to be entertainers. Mm. That, that was the original thing that we can do. We, would, we were allowed to entertain. 
but having a, a curiosity about knowledge about the world and how the world functions and, and who is it I have to be and what is it I have to do in order to achieve the things that I want to achieve. Because life boils down to three questions. Number one, what do I want? Mm. Number two, what must I do? Three, who do I have to become in order to achieve that? Well, at one time, we didn't have that option to make a decision about what we wanted because our choices were restricted because of the culture and because of the dominant culture's things that they put in place that limited our access to participating in the full expression of what democracy means. Mm. The, the, the Bible less, um, says that where there is no vision, as you well know, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You're talking today about curiosity and an expanded vision. But let's back up for a second. Before we get to an expanded vision, one must first have a vision. Uh, and what do you say to those who are trying to figure out, trying to understand, trying to discover what the vision is for their lives. It, it is really one's willingness to experiment with life. Mm. At the early stages of our lives, we decide, I want to do this. And then something else catches our attention. And then we say, we want to do this. And so life is about an experiment. You've done a variety of things. Mm. I've done a variety of things. Mm -hmm. and, and when you think about this lady who has over 200, 200 patents, one of the things that she said that is the reason I think that most people don't find out what their purpose is, is that when they encounter failure, they stop. She said, we must rise above failure and fix them. She said, failure is not failure. Failure is a learning experience. You're not failing, you're learning something that you did not know before you took this on. Now, that's a different view mm -hmm. of how to look at things when you attempt to do them and they don't come out the way that you intended for them to come out. To see it as a learning experience as opposed to something that has stopped you. She said, we got to rise above it and fix it. Find a way to resolve it. Today's theme is curiosity and expanded vision. Curiosity and an expanded vision. Les has already given us the way forward by raising those three provocative questions, which we're going to interrogate, I promise you, through this hour. What do I want? What must I do? And who do I have to become to achieve this thing? We're talking curiosity and expanded vision. In this hour with the motivator, Les Brown, you're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Good thing we've got three hours. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. For KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the motivator, Les Brown. Today's theme is curiosity and expanded vision. Curiosity and expanded vision. Uh, talking today um, with Les uh, about three provocative questions he's already put forth, which we'll interrogate throughout this hour. As I said a moment ago, what do I want? What must I do? Who do I have to become to achieve? What do I want? What must I do? Who do I have to become to achieve? Um, Les, I want to come to this notion of curiosity. We talked a moment ago about vision. 
uh, and how you can't accomplish much of anything without a vision uh, for your life, for, without a vision for what you uh, are attempting uh, to undertake. But before I get to vision and these three questions again, let's go to curiosity. And I was talking a bit about this uh, with Ebony K. Williams, who you referenced at the top of this conversation. But, and I don't need to color this much with you, just talk to me about the value that you have discovered in your own life and with those you have counseled and those you have coached over the years. Talk to me about the value of being an unapologetically curious person. Curiosity, talk to me about it. It's it's very important for us to encourage each other and our children because of the kind of environment that we live in to spend a great deal of time living out of our imagination. That's mm. why I stepped away from looking at black history to looking at celebrating our greatness, because once we see someone who has done something like, for instance, she looked at American Idol, and people used to call in to vote for the artists that they supported. And she thought about a different way to do it. And she used and invented the text messaging that allowed that to happen. She invented the text messaging that allowed people to donate in, in 2010 when they had the earthquake in Haiti, $43 million to Haiti during the earthquake. Mm -hmm. And so her curiosity was, there's got to be another way to do this. And... And she decided that she was the one that's going to be able to come up with a solution to achieve that objective. And so when you live out of your imagination, continuously pushing and challenging yourself, that it has been said that the, the imagination is the preview of what's to come. Most of us, the reason that we are operating out of a scarcity mindset is because of the fact that we're living out of a mindset that was conditioned and delivered to us yesterday, and we're coming with that old mindset today, where we have access and we have tools that we can carve out and do more than we can ever begin to imagine. Today, the primary reason that people are failing is because they're re repeating the same behavior and because of their unwillingness to learn. Mm -hmm. More people are listening to things that will entertain them than KBLA, which is designed to empower them. So the primary reason that we are where we are right now, because of ignorance, mm -hmm. ignorance. Talk to me. T talk to me a bit more. I, I, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, talk to me a bit more because I'm fascinated by this. I always love when you when you give me these um, these these uh, phrases and these affirmations and these terms that I have to marinate on even beyond our conversation and wrestle with day in and day out during your radio residency this month, which we're delighted that um, you are doing. But this notion of living out of our imagination, I, I love the phraseology, living out of our imagination. Help me, help me just imagine, pardon the pun, uh, what it's like for those of us listening right now to commit ourselves from this day forward to living out of our imagination, if we can find the wherewithal to do that, to live out of our imagination, how does that fundamentally change less the lives that we are living and the legacies that we will be leaving? 
our self-image, which has been given to us by the world, has been formulated by the things that we hear, the things that we observe, the things that we see, the things that we experience, our environment. Dr. Maxwell Maltz, who wrote a book called Psycho-Cybernetics, he, he, is a, uh, he, he did plastic surgery, mm-hmm. and he noticed that many people, he successfully restored their looks, and they still felt damaged, like damaged goods. They, mm-hmm. they felt unattractive. And what he realized is that just changing their facial features was not enough. And it was their self-image of how they saw themselves. So when you think about Dr. Carter G. Woodson, he was on to something. He said, we've been miseducated. We have been indoctrinated with an image of us as people who can't do things. I remember as a kid, this is doing black and white television. Now, mind you, I'm 77. Mm-hmm. Art Linkletter asked a little black boy, he asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be a white man. <laughs> and now this is the time they weren't able to delete things, right? Yeah. Black and white. And he said, because my grandmama told me that a nigga ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Art Linkletter looked at the camera and said, Kids say the dondest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't they? Don't so, they? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so what? What happened? Words are loaded, and they create cultures, and it impact people individually and collectively. So, when you look at what we have to do in order to, when you think about that scripture that people without vision perish, they're talking about the potential the greatness, their leadership, their genius, Mm -hmm. the inventions, that potential dies in them because they are looking at the world through a a, a different kind of lens. There is eyesight and there's mindsight. Eyesight is judging according to appearances, but mindsight, that's judging out of your imagination of what things can be. And we have to be tenacious and relentless and hold the vision of ourselves of who we want to become and see it as if it is and work religiously to develop ourselves into becoming the kind of person to produce that kind of reality in our lives. Let me ask you a question I've never asked you before, um, but this conversation is teeing this up, and I, I want to just sit back and hear you on this because I know you've got something rich to share. Given all the years uh, you've now achieved the age of 77, as you said a moment ago, given all the years that you've been not just uh, a motivational speaker but the premier a motivational speaker known uh, and heralded around the world for lifting people's spirits and helping them to expand their own visions and to live lives of curiosity and to live out of their imagination. You've been doing this for, for decades now. I could ask you a question about this specifically vis-a-vis black people, and you can go anywhere you want to go. It's your program, obviously. But the, but the question I, I want, I want to uh, probe here is what you have learned less over these years about people and their self-esteem. You sort of teed this up a moment ago, but I want to just dive a little deeper. What have you learned? What can you share with us uh, about the journey, the struggle, the process? You tell me that people encounter or engage when they're trying to build or wrestle with low self-esteem. Talk to me about self-esteem, man. Well, 
self-esteem is created by your environment. If you come up in an environment where you are affirmed, where you have a father like Richard Williams, who said after watching a PBS special, we're going to have children who will play tennis. He told his wife and he, when she gave birth to Venus, he went to the hospital and he put a tennis racket in her hand. He started early cultivating the vision of how she would see herself. When you look at Tiger Woods, I remember when he was on the Johnny Carson show as a kid mm -hmm. and his father brought him on there. He started very early cultivating in him a vision of who he would be in the future. And one of the things I saw, something that he said, he said there were places where he could not go into the, the places where white golfers could go. And he would ask uh, three questions. Where's the tee? What's the record? And I'm ready. <laughs> he was going to break it. <laughs> okay. And so, but his father instilled in him that image that you, this is a mind game, that you are more powerful than how they are treating us and not allowing us to have access in the clubhouse. And so everything that you're doing, and this is what KBLA is about. I'm talking to the choir. It's about hammering out and breaking through the negative conversations, the negative indoctrination, that things that we even begin to say to ourselves, because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And, and one of the most challenging things that we're facing today, that we got young people who now have become grown men, that at the time when we were coming along, you don't use the N-word, but no one calls us by the N-word more than we do. It's called internalized self-hatred. The killings that take place in our community internalize self-hatred. And the key, what you do each day is, one, expand our level of awareness of who we are, that we are made in the likeness and image of God. It doesn't get any better than that. We were born for greatness. Number two, what you create each day when people listen is a sense of worthiness, where people start feeling, when you feel good about yourself, you begin to love yourself, you decide, I want more out of life. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to challenge myself, to push myself, to create something else. And that extracts a commitment, a commitment to do whatever you need to do, if it's self-development, going to seminars and workshops, if it's learning a new skill, new technology that's being birthed each and every day, if it's upgrading your relationships because you earn within two to $3,000 of your closest friends, all of these things play a role in how you see yourself, your self-esteem, the kind of life that you live. Are you living a life that's productive, that's achievement-driven? Have you found your purpose? Do you have relationships around you that you can learn from, that you can grow from, that will hold you accountable for the person that you have become? Have you raised the bar on yourself and operating out of the thinking of Henry David Thoreau, who said, do not go where the path may lead. Go where there's no path and, and leave a trail 
Are you a history maker? Are you a history reader? Mm. All of these things play a role in the impact that we're able to make with our lives. And words, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Words are very powerful. And in this place where we are, listening to the words that come through KBLA, they're pregnant with faith. They're pregnant with possibility. They're pregnant with vision. They're pregnant with activating the imagination that we have within ourselves to do more, to have more, and to experience more. This young lady, um, she she is a person who was inspired by what her parents told her. Listen to those words, told her. So, Dr. Marion Roger Croak, when you look at the American Idol, they they stopped calling in and they did text messages. She came up with that idea. And she's got so many more. And she said something that's key. She said, scientists and inventors, they're people just like you and I, but they share their ideas and they collaborate. Mm, They share their ideas and they collaborate. We'll pick up on that note when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk. This is You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown, the world-renowned motivator, continues his month-long radio residency only on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, Today's theme is curiosity and expanded vision. Curiosity and an expanded vision. We've been talking, in case you've just tuned in, about what it means to have a vision, uh, what it means to be a person who is curious Uh, what it means to live out of your imagination. That's what we've been discussing so far. Uh, We'll go a little deeper right about now. So, Les, earlier in this conversation, you uh, raised these three questions that you want us to wrestle with today. Let's take them one at a time uh, and spend some time on each one. The three questions, though, are what do I want? What must I do? Who do I have to become to achieve? Again, we're talking about curiosity and an expanded vision. And to achieve either of those, Uh, Let's suggest we have to wrestle with these three questions. What do I want? What must I do? Who do I have to become? Let's we start with that first question. What do I want? That question right there. I'm I'm laughing because I I can't even get it out because you got three questions here. And the first one trips up a whole lot of people. Um, And I understand that in life, I, I know some people like this in life. There are some persons who happen to be late bloomers. It just takes them a while to figure out what it is that they want. I have a dear friend, one of my best friends in the world, um, and he has more talent, and I I mean this sincerely, Les, he has more talent in his pinky finger than I have in my entire body. He literally has more talent in his finger than I have in my entire body. I love him dearly, but the thing that has held him back is that for all these years, we're roughly the same age, he sort of lives vicariously through me. He celebrates me and all that I've been able to achieve. And the only difference between him and me, aside from the fact he's immensely more talented than I am, is that he hasn't quite figured out all these years later what he wants. So talk to me about that first question, again, that trips up so many people when they're just trying to figure out what they want. Les Brown? How were you when you decided that you wanted to go into broadcasting? I wasn't sure it was broadcasting, but I knew at the age of 12, I was going to be using my voice uh, in my uh, work and witness. I knew, I knew it was my voice at the age of 12. Didn't know it was going to be broadcasting, but I knew at 12 where I was headed. Okay, now what triggered that thought? 
Um, for me, it was my exposure to Dr. King at a very young age. I got exposed to Dr. King, and I saw, uh, as you said earlier, the power of his words. And it was never about trying to be Dr. King, but I became such a student of him that I wanted to do my small part to make the world safe for his legacy. And I knew that I'd been blessed with a voice. I got on the speech team, got on the debate team. I was giving speeches at church, all the same kinds of things you were doing earlier in your career. Uh, but King is the one that opened me up to understanding that words have power, that words have meaning. If you have been blessed with a, a gift to communicate, then use that voice to uplift other people. I figured that out at the age of 12. Now, a young lady by the name of Mildred Singleton, Dr. Mildred Singleton, she was on a field trip from her school. Mm hmm. And they took her to Wayne State University, and they had the opportunity to look through a window and to see eye surgery. Mm -hmm. And she became fascinated with that. And because of that exposure, she decided to become an ophthalmologist. That we have to have ways in which we have exposure for our kids and for ourselves to different areas of life beyond what is commonly accepted so that we have goals and dreams beyond our comfort zone because your comfort zone is the danger zone. When you have goals and dreams that you envision for yourself beyond your comfort zone, now growth begins to take place because in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone that you've never been. So now you've got to determine what is it that I need to do and what kind of person must I become in order to produce this level of achievement in my life. Most people, your friend, he doesn't have a clue to who he is. And as a result, if you have all the, the talents and abilities in the world, but if you don't believe in yourself, if you have not taken the time to determine what do I want to do with this thing called life, mm. that life is God's gift to us and how we live our lives is our gift to God. Most people go to their graves. They have died an unfinished life because they never took the time for self-reflection. They never took the time to think and ask the question, is this life me? I'm thinking about Bozo the Clown. Mm -hmm. He was in medical school, and he enjoyed what he did when he was out of medical school, going around to the hospital, making calls, and making kids feel good. But when he was in medical school and he made kids laugh and feel good, he, he said he wasn't feeling that. So he told his parents, he said, I'm dropping out of medical school, and I'm going to become a clown. And he said, a, a clown? You are a clown. All this money we paid for you to go to medical school? <laughs> and, and he decided, rather than being a healer, he wanted to make kids feel good. He wanted to make them laugh, and, and, and he wanted to create all kind of experiences that were joyful experiences while they were in a depressing environment. And he went on to franchise that 
and had the the bozo the clowns all around the world mm-hmm. and so but this guy most people don't know he first went to medical school to decide this is not me my parents wanted me to do this my father was a doctor my my grandfather was a doctor but this is not me and most of us are living lives that's not us we've been groomed for a job as opposed to realizing that we have more in us and having an expanded entrepreneurial mindset of how do I use my talents and gifts doing something that's in my heart. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. I speak because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I speak because I was born to do this. I used to be a disc jockey because that allowed me to speak. I was a community activist. I was a state legislator. That allowed me to use my voice the same as you. Mm-hmm. Most people don't take the time to be in alignment with doing something that they love so much that I do it for nothing, but they do it so well that people will pay them to do it. You know, I, I make a distinction all the time. Uh, you used the word job a moment ago. Uh, we all have jobs at some point in our lives. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, Dr. King, you say there's work, there's dignity rather in all work. There is dignity, King would say, in all work. Nothing wrong with a job at some point in your career. But what you're aiming for is to find your vocation, to find your calling. A job is one thing. Again, we all have one at some point or points. But what is your vocation? What is your calling? And without that, you can't uh, have, as Les is teaching us today, an expanded vision. On this question, though, Les, of what do I want, if I move to the other two questions, what must I do and who do I have to yeah, become? Yeah, but I want to inject here. Sure, sure. A job, I want to inject here. A job is what you get paid for. Mm-hmm. A calling is what you're made for. Mm, I love it. I love it. One you get paid for, one you are made for. Uh, as as uh, as said only by Les Brown, as only Les Brown could say it. I love that. Um, quick question here on what do I want? Um, I, I find that some people, Les, and again, you're the motivator. You do this all the time, certainly way more than I have done it in my career. Um, but I find that people sometimes can't figure out what they want because they're wrestling with all kinds of demons about what they think they deserve or don't deserve. Talk to me about that part, Les. It all comes back to taking the time to tune out the distractions of life. Mm. The biggest challenges that we're facing at this point in time, there's a reason they call this the attention economy. There are so many distractions. I was on the phone talking with someone about getting a six-pack not using traditional methods. And all kind of advertising came up on my phone. (laughs) And after I hung up, okay, they're listening. We're being programmed every day. And so what we have to do is unplug from this world. Take time to get still and to start listening to the still small voice within and ask the question, what's next for me? What do I want? On this Friday, I'll be 78. So I'm asking myself, how do I want to finish the rest of my life? I got more years behind me than I have before me. And so I'm not going to be caught on a couch watching Netflix. I'm not going to be among my, my classmates who have already stopped living and dying unfinished lives. 
I'm going to live full and to die empty. I still got the fire in my belly. I can still motivate people. I can still train people. I can still teach people how to tell their story and transform an audience. I still got it like that. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's why there's a dramatic increase in Alzheimer's and dementia, because people stop using their minds. He's the motivator, world-renowned Les Brown. You're listening to his program. You've got to be hungry exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 15. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Let's now. unpack a little bit more with Les Brown, the motivator. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown only on KBLA Talk 1580 as Les continues his month-long radio residency. Les, we were talking about the first of those three questions, what do I want? Let's move to what must I do? It seems to me that even when people figure out what they want, uh, when they get to that second question, what must I do? Oftentimes they don't know where to start. Les, talk to us. If there's a reason we're taught to walk by faith and not by sight, Mm. because you don't, have to know all the answers when you start out. Dr. Marion Roger Croak, she said something that I love very much. She said she used racism and sexism to her advantage. She said she didn't, she, she, she had goals and dreams of becoming a top person at Google where she is now at a very high position there. But she said, I never fought to get a seat at the table. She said, I stood by silently watching and looking for and observing to find where the gaps were and what value that I could bring to improve things, to innovate. And I was invited to the table. But she said, there's another step. It's one thing to be invited to the table, but it's something else to be heard once you are there. And so what she did, she continued to upgrade her knowledge. She was versatile. She was adaptable. She had great people skills, but she was driven with this mindset that her parents instilled in her to believe in herself. Today, as we look at ourselves, confidence and the hunger to continuously learn and to create OQP, only quality people. Mm collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships with people that's going in your direction is the order of the day. We discussed what do I want. We just discussed what must I do. Now, that third question that Les Brown has uh, uh, caused us to wrestle with, to interrogate today, is who do I have to become to achieve? Talk to me, Les Brown. You must become the kind of person that you're willing to outwork anybody that's around you. Mm. You've got to be the kind of person that will, that knows that you've got to sacrifice, that there, that you, you're going to miss some things with people that you love. It's going to take time and energy that you, you can't operate at the same level of the people that you operate with. There's a guy who heard one of the world's greatest pianists play, and a guy said to him, I'll do anything to play like you. And he said, no, you won't. And he was shocked with that (laughs) response. He said, yes, I would. And he said, no, you won't. He said, you're not willing 
to play the piano 10 to 12 hours a day. You're not willing to sacrifice the time with your family members and friends. You're not willing to say no to things that bring you pleasure so that you can have the level of perfection and the level of skill that I play with. No, you want. And the guy looked at him and he dropped his head and he walked away and his body language was, you just told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Motivator. Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown, we've been discussing these three questions you want us to wrestle with today. What do I want? What must I do? Who do I have to become to achieve? Those three questions under the theme today curiosity and expanded vision curiosity and an expanded vision is the theme of Les's uh, master class today but you 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 struck a nerve with that one s word that you dropped a moment ago and i wonder if you might uh, go a little deeper on the notion of sacrifice everybody wants to uh, to to be somebody everybody wants to have stuff uh, but nobody wants to sacrifice. We can't run over that word, run past it too quickly. Let's go back and talk a bit more in the remaining moments that we have about the fact that if you're going to have an expanded vision, if you're going to achieve, if you're going to ex- to succeed, sacrifice has got to be at the epicenter. But that's a lot more difficult, less for some people to do than it sounds. It's not what they can do. It's what they are willing to commit themselves to. Everything comes about because what we imagine, the time and the effort that we're willing to put into it. And if you're going to uh, operate at a level of mastery, of dominating your niche, you got to be willing to sacrifice time with your family, time with other things that, that could be in the way. And the reason that most people don't achieve their greatness is because they become sidetracked by secondary activity. Mm. Here's what we want to do for the takeaway today. Dr. Marion Roger Croak, C-R-O-A-K. C-R-O-A-K. Our kids need to look her up. Every time you hear a voice on Zoom, every time you do something on Facebook, every time you hear a voice on the Internet, that sister invented that technology. Our kids need to know what they can do and what the possibilities are if you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to work and give it everything you have and persist until you succeed. Because at the end of the day, it's not over until you win. (laughs) Les Brown, the motivator, talking to us uh, in this hour about what it means to uh, live a life of curiosity, what it means to have an expanded vision. Uh, I repeat once again in these final moments here, the three questions that Les has encouraged us all to wrestle with in today's master class. What do you want? What must you do? And who do you have to become to achieve. We've been talking in this hour about what it means to live a life out of your imagination. It requires sacrifice, no question about it. 
Uh, but that's the ultimate goal today, to live a life from this day forward out of your imagination. The motivator, Les Brown, continues his month-long radio residency exclusively here on KBLA Talk, 1580 every day at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Repeats again at 6 p.m. Pacific Time if you've missed any of this conversation. Uh, Les Brown, thank you for this master class, sir. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you. That's uh, the program for today. You've got to be hungry with Les Brown. Heard only on KBLA Talk 1580.